This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Way, rated PG 13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Welcome to The Real Reel, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Real Reel podcast. Today's episode is actually a solo episode, and I think that this one's going to be a good one. I feel like episodes that are solo, like the ones where I'm just chatting with you guys, are the time when I'm like the most vulnerable. And I do think that this one is gonna be not like super vulnerable, but I feel like it's gonna be exactly what a lot of you, including myself, needs to hear. Like if you feel some sort of passion in my voice, it's because I have been in a rut. I have been down. I have been negative. I have been irritable. I have been sad. I have been in a loop of comparison. And this episode is exactly what I need to hear. So I'm kind of giving myself a pep talk as I'm recording this. And for some reason, the podcast is where I feel the most open and honest, even though I don't really speak that much in my episodes. My podcast is a place for me to give my platform to others. So I have a platform on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and my podcast is where I turn that off and I let other people take control of their story and share it. But those like five to 10 minute intros, I feel very open and I feel like I'm able to share a lot. And for some reason, I share things that I don't share on other platforms. Maybe it's the fact that I'm not being like recorded on camera or the fact that there are no comments on podcasts. So I usually don't hear like every opinion people have, but I feel really open on here. So thanks for making this feel like a little bit of a safe space. And before we begin, I wanted to share some updates from my week like I usually do. But this week, there was a tropical storm in Miami. I'm sure some of you have heard it on the news or if you guys are from Miami, which a lot of you are from Miami. So I love having other Miami listeners. And if you guys are from Miami, I'm just going to do a really quick shameless plug. I have a Geneva group chat and there is a subsection or like a little room in there for people that live in Miami. So if you guys want to join it and you want to connect with other people in Miami, also there's one for Miami, New York and Charlotte. So if you do want to join, you guys can connect with other people in there and it's a really fun time. So I'm going to do a little shameless plug and and 
plug that. But anyways, let's get back to it. There was a tropical storm here in Miami and it's actually the start of hurricane season. I think hurricane season was this weekend when the tropical storm hit, like the mark to the very beginning of it, which a lot of people surprisingly always ask about whenever I say that I live in Miami. Like I usually get asked if I'm ever scared or worried by hurricanes. And strangely, I'm not. Like I grew up in South Florida, so hurricanes were always fun when I was a kid. And I realize that I say that as someone who has never never experienced the true gravity of a hurricane. It comes from a very privileged spot. It comes from a spot that is like, I know some people are going to be like, how can you say that they're fun? I am not saying hurricanes are fun. I'm saying my experience with hurricanes has been fun. Hurricanes are very scary. They're very serious. I 100% understand that. And I'm so grateful that I have not experienced the true gravity of one. But the question I'm answering is my experience with them. So hurricanes when I grew up as a kid meant no school and we could stay home and watch TV all day. So it's very similar to have like snow days feel in North Carolina. And I haven't experienced a really scary hurricane or I would not have those feelings associated with them, obviously. But hopefully this hurricane season does not hit Miami too hard. I know last year I don't really remember any storms at all. So this season started out a bit stronger. Maybe I was out of town for them, but I really don't remember any hurricanes like coming through Miami last year. But this hurricane or this tropical storm reminded me of cold winter days up north when you can just like lay around the house and watch movies, even though I don't watch movies. Fun fact about me, I really hate movies, love TV shows, do not watch movies. Movies to me triggers bedtime. Like if a movie is on, I don't care if it's 2 p.m. or 11 p.m., I'm falling asleep. Like I, theater in my house does not matter. I'm falling asleep. I fell asleep even through like The Joker. Like <laughs> and that was the last movie I actually saw in theaters. So pre-pandemic, I went to see The Joker in theaters and I fell asleep for like 15 minutes because there's something about being in a dark room that just makes me fall asleep. And when I was younger, I would fall asleep to the TV on and I would fall asleep, even though I would fall asleep to TV shows, for some reason, just like watching movies triggers bedtime for me. So if I'm watching movies at night, I'm going to sleep. So yeah, I don't know. It's very weird. Does anyone else feel that way? Like, please tell me, you can say it in the Geneva chat too, but like, I don't know. I, I just don't really like movies, but for some reason, the tropical storm vibe gave me the vibe that I could just watch movies all day. You know, when you romanticize things that you don't even do, like I could very well watch movies. I don't, but I'm romanticizing it. Like, why do we do that? I don't know. But anyways, it was really dark, gloomy in the house, gave off winter vibes. But by the afternoon, it was sunny and you could literally go to the beach. Like it was a perfect day. It's actually crazy. I think that's why I love Florida so much, because even if it rains all the time, it never rains for long periods of time. So it downpours for a few hours or so. You know, the plants are always green and nice, but it never rains the whole day. So I spent one day of the weekend on Saturday, I spent it cooped up inside, feeling very cozy, uh, not watching movies, even though it gave me movie vibes. And then the next day I was running a ton of errands. I was cleaning my apartment. I was redecorating a little bit. You guys saw that on Instagram. I asked you guys about the little corner in my room, went to Home Goods, went to Target, bought a few things, rearranged my vitamin cabinet. <laughs> and then I hung out with Keon. And it was honestly one of the most perfect weekends. And I think that it was one of my favorite weekends because I didn't have anything to do. Like I haven't had just nothing to do in a really long time. Like I wasn't traveling, wasn't on vacation. I did not have a single plan and it was great. I'm feeling a little bit more like a hermit by saying that, by saying like not having plans is the best type of weekend for me. But I've honestly felt so exhausted and drained lately and desperately need to recharge my social battery because it is in the negatives right now. Like I'm not kidding. It is in the negatives. I am running on reserves 
I mean, like, does anyone else get like this? Please let me know because I feel so incredibly drained, like so incredibly drained. And I want to know if anyone else feels that way. But today's episode, I'm going to vent a little. I'm going to give myself that pep talk that I was telling you about. I'm going to say some stuff that I need to share because I also feel like so many people need to hear this and I cannot be the only one that feels this way. I want to share with you my thoughts about how I truly feel about entrepreneurship, failure, rejection, imposter syndrome, and also why we highlight success so much and how toxic it can be. So this is for all you entrepreneurs out there. And you don't even have to be an entrepreneur. You can be anyone that just like wants to be successful. This is for all of you out there. I feel like I've wanted to be my own boss and pave my own unique path before I even knew what the word entrepreneurship was. So I always felt like it was something that I would fall into. Like I always, always, always said, I'm going to start my own business one day, even though I had zero clue about what I would do. I used to want to be an author growing up. And then at one point I wanted to own my own restaurant. Fun fact, even that was like for a day, but I remember it because I made my parents cook and then I made them eat at my restaurant, quote unquote, where I like made paper menus and like decorated them. And it it was called the Butterfly Cafe. And I would like draw a little butterfly on the menus and I would seat them. I was the hostess, the chef and the waiter, I would bring them water. And like, it was really cute. But that's when I was like, I'm going to be a restaurant owner. I think I was like seven. So keep in mind, I was very little. But even though I wanted to do that, even though I can't cook and I hate the food industry, I worked at Chick-fil-A when I was 16, very first job, quit after four months and said never again. So anyways, that dream went away pretty quickly. Then I wanted to be an actress and my dream was to be on Disney Channel. And the closest that I got to that was being on a Disney resort infomercial. I don't even know what they're called, but you know, those channels that they play in on a hotel TV about like hotel activities and what there's to do. And there's like families roaming around the resort on screen. That was what I was in. (laughs) That was what I got booked for. I was in one of those for a Disney resort. So close to being the next Hannah Montana, but not really, you know? You know what the best feeling is? When you walk out the door feeling like you can conquer the world because your hair looks amazing. You know those days when your hair shines with confidence? Well, I have something that are going to make those good hair days into a daily reality, which is Way's new hair gloss. I personally have been loving taking care of my hair. I just got a new haircut and at first I was iffy on it, but then the more I've looked at it and the more I've styled it, I actually really love it and I don't think I can go back to super long hair. It's all about how you style it. So I have been meticulous about my hair routine. I've been incorporating Waze hair gloss and it has literally made me love my haircut and love all of the different ways that I can make it look. It's so easy. Just five minutes in the shower and bam, instant shine. And let me tell you, preventing heat damage is a top priority for me. And with hair gloss protecting my hair up to 450 degrees, I can style worry-free. And the best part, my hair hair feels shinier, healthier, and more vibrant than before. If you guys have seen my blowouts on my Instagram or my TikTok, you know that I have been feeling my hair and it has been so shiny. Getting your shine on in the shower with Waze hair gloss is so easy and it's packed with hyaluronic acid and rice water and so it so it not only gives you immediate shine but also treats damage and enhances color vibrancy. And here's the best part, in a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother with Waze hair gloss. Loss. Give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T H E O U A I and use promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T H E O U A I.com, promo code RealReal.
Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. And I tried being a personal stylist at 16. I wanted to be a fashion designer at one point. And I have like a sketchbook that had the most god awful sketches that I've literally ever seen. Like so bad. But you get the gist. I wanted to do literally anything remotely different and unique. And I wanted to take control of my future. I wanted to be an entrepreneur, even though I didn't know what exactly that entailed. And I like quickly like pivoted from thing to thing. But in college, I feel like my entrepreneurial spirit died a little bit. Like I didn't really try anything in school because I was an engineering student. And if you know anything about engineering, you probably know that it's really, really hard. Uh, At least for me, it was. And I was doing YouTube and social media and engineering. And that was enough for me. I didn't even think about starting my own thing at that point. I was also surrounded by people who consistently set me up to like find a good job at an established company. And at some point I wanted to go down that path before taking off and doing my own thing. So I studied really hard. I was not involved in any entrepreneurial program, which is probably one of my biggest regrets. I don't know if it would have changed like where I am today, but I just wish that I allowed myself to explore that in school. So if you're listening to this and you're still in college, definitely like get involved in some entrepreneurial thing when you're in school, like get involved because I really, really regret not doing that. So I wasn't involved in any entrepreneurial program. I got some internships. I actually did one internship. So I don't know why I said plural, but I did one internship. I attended job fairs. I received an offer from what I thought was my dream company at the time, which was Accenture, which is like a consulting firm. And then fast forward to post-grad and I realized my entrepreneur bug came back. It bit me hard and I began to try everything again. So online store, agency, and now founder and CEO of a tech startup. And let me tell you, there is no path that is linear or predictable. So if you're wondering where in the world am I going to end up in five years, feel free to imagine how wild your thoughts can go because I truly, I truly believe this. I truly believe that anything is possible. If you begin executing and taking one step at a time, I know I sound cheesy. Like I know this, you don't need to tell me. I sound very, very cheesy. I kind of sound like a Hallmark card, but I think this episode is kind of going to sound like a Hallmark card. I'm just warning you, but there's going to be some good nuggets of advice. So (laughs) I literally feel like I'm like coastal grandmother giving their grandkids advice right now, like when I was your age. But yeah, I think this episode is going to help. I mean, it's going to help me. I know that. Anyways, You just got to take things one step at a time. There's got to be like a song for that, right? Is there like an old pop song called like one step at a time? I don't know. Someone let me know if that's a song. But anyways, I always say this. The worst thing that can happen is that you stay exactly where you are because you don't try anything new. And the best thing that can happen is that you put yourself out there and you begin making tiny moves to get you to where you want to be. So even if you need to make a U-turn every now and then, even if you mess up, you're like, oop, drove two miles farther down the road, got to turn around. It is still better than staying still. I truly believe that. But now that I'm at this point, I finally realize why everything else did not work out. 
I realized why I tried a million and one things and how everything led me to where I am today. And I talk about this a lot. And I honestly encourage you guys to look back at your path. Even if you want to write it down, you want to make a podcast like I'm doing. Like if you have a podcast, I honestly think you should make an episode like this where you look at your past and see how it lines up to where you are today and like the lessons that you've learned along the way or like the things that you want to share. Because I really believe that when you look back, you see the path. Like in hindsight, or when you're going through it, it looks like it's just random dots on a chart and none of them connect. And then when you write it out, you see where everything connects and it's honestly crazy. So I mean, I think it's really cool seeing, but I realized why all of these things didn't work out. Like for example, let me share my path when I was writing this down. So if I didn't start my YouTube channel in 2011, a decision that I made 11 years ago at 15 years old, I would not be where I am today. I don't even know where I would be today. My whole life would look so different. I would be so different. Like one decision is all it took. One decision, one decision to open up my laptop and film a horrible, embarrassing makeup tutorial, one decision. And then if I never tried all of those things when I was a kid and like, you know, my restaurant and my little business, and my author, like all of the stuff that I wanted, and I didn't have all those different dreams, like of being an actress and all of that, I probably wouldn't have the confidence I have today to continue to try those new things. You know, I never was like, man, I didn't work out. I wasn't an author. I tried it. And I realized I wanted to try something new. Like I allowed myself to try all of these new things. And I'm so thankful that I did. Like I'm so grateful. One, I'm grateful my parents allowed me to do that. But I'm also grateful I did that. I'm grateful that I took the step and tried it. Even if it was like one step in that direction, at least I like went in that direction in the first place. So I tried things then. I landed on my feet. So why would I not try anything new now? Like I think it really gave me a lot of confidence. If I didn't start my online store, for example, I don't think I would ever realize that my favorite part of having a business was building the company and building the business and the marketing side of things. And I actually hated the inventory part of a store, the fashion aspect, like none of that was my passion. That led me then to start my agency, which I could help companies and other creators. And if I didn't have that and I didn't speak with hundreds of creators and do one-on-one coaching and then become a full-time creator myself and quit my job... I would have never realized the need in the market for a tool like Rella and I wouldn't be here today. So every single decision you make has the ability to change your life. I know I sound like a motivational speaker. I know that. Like I really sound like a motivational speaker that's like on stage or like a TED talk. Actually, I don't have the tone for a TED talk. I feel like the tone for it, I'm kind of going off topic right now, but I feel like the tone for a TED talk would be, I know. (laughs) I'm trying to practice it. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Let me like redo this because I jotted down my little path. Let me say it as if it was a TED talk. Okay. And scene (laughs) or and action, not scene. (laughs) Action. If I didn't start my YouTube channel in 2011, a decision I made 11 years ago as a 15 year old, I would not be where I am today. Clicker, my whole life would look so different. One decision is all it took. Click. Does that not sound like I'm a part of a TED talk? Like, I feel like they sound a certain way. I love watching this one girl's TikTok. Her TikTok is all about just making like songs sound like their TED talks. And yes, it's very entertaining. And so I feel like I sound like her there. So (laughs) anyways, I've derailed the conversation, but I know I sound like a motivational speaker. And while I'm trying to motivate you, that is the goal. I am telling the truth. And hopefully someone out there listening needs to hear this. So 
I hope it helps like any of you listening. And so many people, for example, don't do these things or don't try new things because they're scared. But like I said earlier, I truly believe that the worst thing that can happen is that you stay where you are. And some of you might be thinking, well, that's not true. Like if I quit my job, the worst thing that happens is I don't have money and I can't pay my bills. Or like the worst that can happen is I spend all this money on building a company and then it fails. But I'm not even thinking about that. Like I'm not thinking that far. You're thinking 20, 30 steps into the future. I'm thinking what is the worst that can happen if you Google something? Like what what's the worst that can happen if you do a quick Google search? Or what's the worst that can happen if you reach out to someone on social media and you ask them for time to chat? Or what happens if you watch a how-to video on how to do something? That's the first step. The first step is never to quit your job or it's not even about spending a dime. The first step of any like risk, any entrepreneurial thing is not here, I'm going to spend money. It's research and it's due diligence and it's like thinking about it and it's talking to people and asking questions. Those are always the first steps. My first step to start a YouTube channel was first watching YouTube. That was kind of the first step. But then after that was like thinking, hmm, what could I film? What's something I could film? That was the first step. Then, okay, let me actually film getting it ready. Then it's hitting upload. You know, that was the first step. The first step was not, let me quit my job and become a YouTuber. Like that was not the first step. That was eight years later. (laughs) Like let's put things into perspective. So now that we've kind of talked about like what holds people back and out of the way, let's talk about how to bounce back from failure. Because I think a lot of people are scared about one, the risk, but they're scared that it's not going to work out. You know, like, let's be honest. That's what we're all scared about. We're all scared, at least I am, about it's not going to work out. We're going to quote unquote fail. So I want to talk about that because failure is not fun. I mean, failure is honestly such a dirty word. Like if we think about it, no one can tell me that when you hear the word failure, you get excited or you get happy. Not one person that I have ever encountered has ever said, I can't wait to fail. Because honestly, you're probably lying if you say that. I feel like no one actually wants to fail. It's inevitable sometimes, but no one actually wants to do it. It brings up a lot of negative feelings. It brings up a lot of scared feelings. And if I'm being honest, it brings up my worst fear personally. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. 
Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. My worst fear is honestly failure. It really is. My worst fear is something that most successful people have done a ton of times. Isn't that interesting? Like something that none of us want to do is something that every single successful person has done time and time again. And I don't want to give you that like cliche quote that I've heard a million times that I've probably said myself that it's not failure if you've learned something. Because while that quote is true, I've heard it a million times. Let's talk about what failure actually is so that we can see if we're even like framing it in the right mindset or I feel like you have to understand like what even is it that we're afraid of? I might be talking about just myself here, but what even is it that I'm scared of? So failure, according to Google, which I've never done, I've never Googled what the definition is. Failure, according to Google, is lack of success. Okay, so now what does Google define as success? Success is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, accomplishing what you aimed for. So a lot of us aim for success, but that's kind of contradictory if you look at the definition. So we aim for the accomplishment of what we aim for. Like that makes no sense. So many of us don't even have like a clear aim. We just want to be viewed successful to other people. I feel like successful, the way that most people use success is just a perception to others. Like it's a perception that we are accomplished to others, not actually like setting a goal and and accomplishing it a lot of times. Because at the end of the day, when are you actually going to tell yourself that you've made it? Is it imposter syndrome? Is it us trying to be humble? But I don't know that many people that like that are self-described as like successful. Like maybe sometimes when you're writing like a third party about me, you can be like very successful and accomplished, blah, 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 blah. But like, I don't know that many people that are like, hey, I'm super successful. Oh my God, I'm so successful. Like, I guess sometimes people say that, but I feel like most people don't because I mean, like a lot of people that I've had on this podcast, for example, I've asked how they've managed to become the successful person that they are today. And every time there's a, well, thanks for calling me successful, but I don't really feel that way. Or, you know, there's some like humbleness to it. Even if like, we're just saying it, like at the end of the day, it's being said. And of course we can look at ourselves and like realize that we've had success. Like, of course I look at my life and I realize the places where I have found success. I wouldn't self-describe myself as successful, but I see the areas of success that I've had. So I guess it's like a little different. It can be confusing, but, and like I've accomplished some of my goals and I'm very proud of myself for some of it. This is not something to say like, oh, I'm like, I hate myself or anything like that. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. But I I just wouldn't self-declare myself as successful because I view success as something that's like at the end of the road for some reason. Maybe it's just me. Like I don't view it as the journey. And I know that's a very flawed mentality. So what I need to do is I need to reframe my brain to realize that success is not the end of the road and you can be in the middle and you can be successful. You can be in the beginning and you can be successful. And success has nothing to do with what others think of you. So need I remind you, the definition says it's an accomplishment of an aim or purpose. It is not if enough people think that you are. Like if you've aimed for something and you've like reached it, you are successful. Congratulations. But yet we put so much pressure on ourselves to be successful at the youngest possible age and we don't even follow the definition. Like, let's take a step back. I mean, now let's talk about success at a young age because I have a lot to say about that. I mean, look at the lists that are out there. There's 30 under 30, as if 30 is a benchmark for success to be over. And listen, I'm someone whose goal is to be on that list. So I'm not shitting on that list. I actually 
want to be on Forbes 30 under 30 and it's a goal of mine and it's still a goal of mine. But if I don't make it, it does not mean that I have not made it, quote unquote. It does not determine any value or ranking of anyone above another. I don't think the people on that list are better than me and I don't think I'm better than anyone else. Let's not go there. Like there is a book that I cannot recommend enough and it is called Late Bloomers. We highlight young prodigies and young stars so much as a society that, and we think that if we didn't like reach that level at a young age, then we're a failure. When the truth is the majority of successful people actually started way later in life. And when you were in your 20s, they had no clue about what they wanted to do. Like all of these super successful, quote unquote, successful people that are out there. So let's let go of that narrative that if you aren't a CEO of a huge mega company, you've received tens or hundreds of millions of dollars in funding, or you have like millions of followers by a certain age that you aren't successful. Because I always remind myself that slow growth is still growth. And along with the obsession that our society has with success at a young age, we also have an obsession, which this is probably my biggest pet peeve, with insane growth over a small period of time. Some might call it the overnight success, like, for example, Charlie D'Amelio or Addison Ray. And although I am not diminishing their hard work, this is not Addison and Charlie slander at all, because I think what they've accomplished with their like fame is really, really great. And like it's something that not everyone can do. But I want to remind everyone. More specifically, I want to remind myself that that is not normal. Like, that's not normal. That is not the standard. As I enter, like, the tech scene, I feel like I've had a really, really, really hard time comparing myself with founders who've raised an insane amount of money in an insanely short period of time. So I get envious and I start wondering, like, why them? Like, why not us? And that is one of the most toxic mindsets to be in. At the end of the day, I'm comparing myself to the tiniest sliver of people instead of focusing on myself and being proud of the growth that we're accomplishing. Slow growth is still growth. And I need that like written on my forehead or something because I always need to remind myself of that. And that's not shared or celebrated enough. Like, for example, when I hit my 10 year anniversary on YouTube, I remember this was last year because we were on 11 years this year. I remember I was so embarrassed to post about it. This was a year ago, you guys. I'm about to hit 11 years in July. This was one year ago. Looking back now, I realized that's so stupid. But at the time, I was just not proud because I was comparing myself to some people who started only a few years ago, some people that were celebrating their three-year anniversary. And they were so much bigger than me. They accomplished more in three years, I thought, than I did in 10 years. And I thought it was embarrassing that it took me 10 years to get to where I am today. Like, what? I should be proud of myself that I stuck to something I loved for the past decade. Like I always tried to think of it like as if my friend was telling me what I was feeling. Like if my friend was having this internal or like my internal dialogue to me, I would tell her, you are crazy. Like 10 years on a platform and hitting X amount of subscribers and working with this many brands and making it a career. Like who cares if it took you 10 years? You did it. That is what I would tell my friend. But instead, I tell myself, that's embarrassing to post. Don't post it. Do you see the issue? Like, I'm just going to say this episode was for me. (laughs) I hope it was for you guys. But this episode was really something that I need to hear because I feel that way so much as I am the CEO and founder of Rella, as I continue to work on YouTube. I mean, I look at like now I'm in the boat where I'm like looking at my views. I'm like, oh, my God, my views are at an embarrassing low. They're at an embarrassing low on YouTube. And then I think, no, I remember there were some times when I was so excited to get this. Like, yeah, maybe they're not as high as they used to be. Maybe they're not as high as other people's. But who cares? Because the community that you currently have 
is great. The people that are consistently commenting, the people that are excited to watch your videos, like why are you not like happy for them? And I have to re like reshift my mind because it's not about, you know, like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Like, like I'm not getting any views. Like, why do I care that much about that? Like, I understand it's my job, but at the end of the day, like I'm still making money. I'm still growing on the platform. I'm still fostering my community. And I know that there are like ebbs and flows of being a creator, but yet I still let myself like be down on myself. So that's kind of the mentality I've been in lately. If I'm being honest, I've been embarrassed about the number of views I have and not even like embarrassed. It's more like, I'm like, why? I've been stressed about Rella. I've been mad at myself for not posting enough on TikTok. And I've been embarrassed that I don't have a lot of followers on TikTok. I'm like, what the heck? I have like no followers on there. Like, it's like, I've just been in a really bad headspace lately. And I needed to write this out and I needed to talk about it with you because it's not a healthy one to be in. And it's not even a justified one to be in. So I hope that I'm not the only one that needed to hear this. Because if not, you just heard my internal dialogue and you heard me giving myself a pep talk. I really hope that I wasn't the only one that needed to hear this. But I also know that so many of you go through these same feelings. And I really hope that this podcast helped. Like as I continue to embark on my really long entrepreneurial journey, I wanted to reflect. And I also wanted to remind myself of all of this. And I hope that this helped any of my fellow entrepreneurs, future founders, go-getters, just anyone that's listening to this podcast in general. I really hope that this helped you. And if you did like this episode, please, please, please let me know. Rate it five stars on Apple, on Spotify as well. And just let me take a screenshot and send it to me because solo episodes are ones where I need that like you guys like these, you guys related to these. And I want to have a conversation with you. I just spoke for 30 minutes, 30 minutes without anyone speaking back to me. I need someone to continue this conversation. So let's talk in the group chat. You can DM me. But if any of you resonate, please let me know so I know that I'm not alone. And I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode because I really enjoyed making it and I love doing these solo episodes. So let me know if you guys want more of these. And if you want a random like amount of topics, let me know also. Like if you want topics that are like more lighthearted or more personal that have nothing to do with business, maybe like relationship questions or like I can bring Keon on, like whatever it is, like I don't care. I am so open on this podcast. So let me know what you want me to do. But anyways, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, rate it five stars. And then I will see you guys next Monday with another new episode of The Real Real Podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.